0: Youth sport is a billion dollar industry. Athletic development plays a significant role in that. I'm your host, Nathan Parnum, athletic development coach and author of The Sporting Parent. Here, I'll share my thoughts on youth athletic development. Welcome to The Get Down, a podcast for parents, coaches, and schools involved in the youth sporting landscape to help set your athletes or programs up for success. Before we get stuck into today's episode, I just want to give a huge thanks to our platinum sponsor, Play. Play is a global leader in high-performance fit-outs. I've worked with a team at Play for many years now, not only due to the quality of products, but because I fundamentally align with their vision to inspire human performance. From their industry-proven athletic flooring, Icon X racks, to their equipment line, they are a testament to what high-performance is all about. Check them out at play.us or on social media to learn more, including our show notes for further information. So welcome to episode number five of the Get Down podcast. This episode is targeted towards coaches specifically. Here I'll explain what they won't teach you at uni, which is all to do with utilizing your coaching eye. Or essentially, the art of coaching when it comes to your programming prescription. Off the back of episode number one, which detailed an LTAD model specifically in the schooling setting and the importance of that, I had several people reach out to me wanting to know a little bit further details when it comes to each of those stages in that LTAD model and really dissect and pull that apart a little bit more. So I thought rather than push on and pick another topic for coaches specifically, why don't we strike while the iron's hot? And let's get into the actual LTAD model and how to program with that accordingly. So, coaches, here is the get down. Point number one, I'll recap on the LTAD model previously spoken about, and more specifically, the Bali model. Point number two, I'll touch on the different age cohorts involved with it and why that's important. And point number three is I'm going to identify specific considerations that separate those age cohorts for your programming, not necessarily the programming itself, but the additional considerations that cannot be overlooked. Now I wanna start off by solidifying that they are not mini adults and there's a reason that they are called youth and we need to program for them accordingly. For the following nuances, I'll try not to repeat any of the consistent themes that are similar amongst the two. I'll rather present the differences as they progress through the stages of maturation and the year cohorts that come along with that. I'll start off by assuming that we're following on also from episode number one, where I was specifically talking about the high school setting. Now, I know there's going to be private coaches out there who are listening as well, and those involved with clubs. There's no doubt that you'll be able to take something away from these age cohorts that I'm specifically referring to as well, when it comes to your programming considerations. So let's kick this off with year seven, which for the international listeners out there in Australia, depending on the state and whatnot, it's going to be consistently about that 12 to 13 years of age. They'll fall into the learning to train phase of the Bali model and more more specifically in that high school setting. So we know that the learning to train model is a little bit earlier from a chronological age. However, assuming that they've done nothing, and they're going into the high school setting. What are the nuances for year seven that need to be factored into the consideration in your programming? Firstly, learning being the key word, understanding everything from warm-ups, athletic qualities, being force absorption, expression, jump, land, mechanics, and everything in between, combined with the sets, reps, interset set recovery that comes with your usual programming. A big consideration needs to be the limited intake of information or attention span. So, a coach led session being whiteboard sessions where they're all zeroed in together would be suggested. It's important to have a lot of variation. Consider the location and the timing and flow of the sessions due to an underdeveloped physical, or I suppose peripheral vision or awareness. A huge relative strength emphasis must be confirmed and encouraged at all costs this is where you will lay the foundations and i cannot express how important this is for their journey long term because remembering it is about long-term athletic or athlete development and the final thing that i will say with this year cohort is that the fun comes through games and in being less prescriptive So next, I'll I'll move on to year eight, which is essentially 13 to 14 years of age, and they're still going to be in that learning to train phase. So it's very similar to the previous. A big consideration here needs to be the peak height velocity. So as coaches, you know what this is. It's basically the most rapid period of growth in the minimal amount of time throughout their stage of maturation being a teenager. And the implications for the individual variance when it comes to this. So there'll need to be regressions or progressions within the group and among their peers to consider or factor this into the equation. Varying strength becomes a big issue because as they mature from year seven, then this is quite evident, particularly in year eight. And in staying the course with your programming, it's about making sure that as peers, one might have his best mate next to him, that then this isn't shunned or frowned upon that one's an early mature and another might be a little bit late to the party, but they're doing the same exercises, but they're actually challenged accordingly. So if you think of a normal bodyweight weight uh, push-up, then there might be their their mate who's next to them might be doing a weighted push-up. So that's just a simple example of it, okay? So it may they may well be capable of following a program at this stage. So think on a piece of paper or online platforms, whichever you utilize in your space. But at this stage, they're starting to grasp the concept of what an actual session looks like, and they can follow a a training session. The progress will be more structure-based, although there's still elements of fun that comes through games. And a big emphasis, particularly with this year eight cohort, so that 13 to 14 years of age, is about bleeding in as many soft implements that we can. So think bands, so think suspension trainers and implements of that nature that allows them to hold on to that relative strength for as long as possible in their journey. So in year nine, they transition into the training to train stage. So year nine being 14 to 15 years of age. So they know how to follow a program now. They know what sets and reps are. They know what recovery is and everything like that, or interset recovery, I should specify. It's more prescriptive in nature now. So they can follow the program. They do have an understanding of it. There might be an additional session thrown in there. So they might go from one to two sessions a week. It might go to two to three sessions a week, perhaps, depending on your the nature of your environment specifically. They've got greater peripheral awareness. So They can start to integrate into shared spaces, being with older students within the facility itself. You'll start to drip feed hard implements into these particular programs. So if you think of things like kettlebells, dumbbells, barbells, and the like, then that's what I'm referring to there. You'll start adding load to relative strength exercises. So using the example I used before, so if you think of push-ups, chin-ups, single leg squat variants, then all of these can be completed But additional weight on top of their body weight applied. Because once again, this is crucial with this particular year to hold on to the relative strength emphasis that comes with it and give them a little bit of a taste, but keep them centered by prescribing resist or relative strength variants that they can struggle to complete. Okay, so this keeps them honest and it doesn't necessarily make them feel. Like they need to get a barbell on, to, on their hands or they need to get under the, the, the barbell on the squat rack, so to speak. And with this particular year cohort, the fun comes through being challenged and being challenged amongst their peers, but more importantly, having still a little bit of a gaming element to it. So think of some fun games that come with it, but where they can start to compete against their peers. Year 10, so being 15 to 16 years of age, they're still flowing on from that training to train stage and maybe start to blending into the training to compete depending on the sport that they're involved with. So this year cohort, no doubt, across every school I've been involved with is the biggest challenge. There's a variety of reasons for this, largely to do with the hormonal adaptations that come with it and wanting to do their own thing essentially. So they will start to Diversify and want to go to commercial gyms and follow their own online program and everything that comes with that. So, a big part of this comes with independence. So, you want to try and promote freedom of choice through extras, so to speak, or perhaps unscripted sessions. So, it might be a like for like in that if they do this, then they can do this and have the ownership where they can choose their own adventure, so to speak. So, it's about engaging in the conversation of why. So, you want to lead them to the solutions of exercise selection, so why are they choosing particular exercises, what set and rep schemes would they do that with, and what are the objectives or outcomes that they're trying to utilize that set and rep scheme or the exercises for, for whatever purpose it is that they might seem as important in their world. So this year cohort is their last chance for relative strength. So once again, we need to hold on to this as much as possible. Very much hard implement options. In the programming, because this is the sexy stuff that comes with it. And this is a big a year group or a year cohort where Olympic lifting plays a big role because they should have a couple of training years under their belt-in training age. They've got the compound lifts down pat. They're strong enough. They're a little bit more resilient. And now they can be challenged with movement and quality movement through the Olympic lifting progressions that come with it. And the final thing that I will say with it is that. It's also their competition calendar may start to be considered a little bit towards this when it comes to uh, certain peaking and, and, and the likes thereof, but they still should be training through a majority of examples of this. A huge part of this is enticing through examples. So as a coach, you want to show them some cool exercises that you can actually do highlighting their need to stay the course. Because as we all know, that the best coaches are ones who actually train themselves and can demonstrate some of those exercises. And in this instance, the fun with this cohort transfers more towards a bit of banter and the relationships that just come with coaching rather than the actual games themselves. So the final stages is year 11 and 12 being 16 to 18 years of age, and then that's where they start to transition into the training to compete. So you're thinking of flagship teams, your representative teams for the school specifically, a lot of sports specificity can now be reaped the rewards of and transitioned into the sporting arena when it comes to their athletic development. So it's about chasing certain qualities such as power, velocity, and things that are relative to their particular sport. It can be much more prescriptive, but you want to try and encourage a little bit of ownership for the athletes to become autonomous. A huge part of this is about being accountable to their peers and getting around and driving each other through their own standards. So, we want to try and support them and empower them through demonstrating exercises to the younger students. And essentially, that creates a sense of ownership, not only of their own training, but within the facility itself and role modeling with those younger students. A huge part is about emphasizing technique because they will try and get ahead of themselves and start in t- participating in a bit more risk taking behavior, which we know. Is synonymous when it comes to teenagers, but it's about emphasizing technique and holding on to that, the importance of that. So, if we highlight the importance of technical mastery, particularly in year 11, you've still got them for another year where you can start to t- chase that load and chase the weight that comes with that. There's no big difference between year 11 and 12 other than more mature bodies capable of lifting more with better technique, provided that you've coached them through those stages accordingly. And then it's about transitioning into that training to win when it comes to year 12 and beyond that, beyond their schooling years. And particularly for this year 11 and 12 cohort, when it comes to the training to compete, the fun in this environment comes through empowerment, through banter and peer challenges. So just to circle back to the get down. So point number one, understand what your long-term athletic development model is. This is why it is so important as everything is based around it your true north, so to speak. Point number two, different age cohorts are important. They mature at different rates and it's it's understanding those challenges, making it individualized using your coaching eye that comes with it. And the third and final point with that is it's one thing to have a good program, but it's another knowing how to roll it out, which makes a great coaching. In the youth setting, it's really specific about remaining fluid and adaptive to the students who are in front of you. So in wrapping up, I really just want to emphasize this point in that the best coaches in the youth setting understand every student is very different. It doesn't necessarily have to be individualized on paper or the programming platform that you might utilize that you're writ- that's written on, but actually catered for and adapted to who is in front of you with the sheer numbers and the transient nature of the youth athletes at various settings. Thanks very much for tuning in to episode number five of The Get Down. I'm looking forward to episode number six, which is specifically targeted towards parents and sharing a gold standard article that I have that no doubt all of you can relate to. A big thanks once again to our platinum sponsor, the team at Play for sponsoring The Get Down podcast. Be sure to visit play.us or our show notes for further information. Hey.